I'm going to present you now with another case. And this is also going to clarify to you some practical halakha. It's very much relevant. This is what we do in an Eruv. You're going to figure out in a moment the meaning of what we are doing. Bet Shammai said, for Eruv Tavshilin, how many cooked dish do you need? So now we get to the how many, how much. The first situation was when. Now is what. How many do we need, Bet Shammai? Two. Two. Two cooked dish. Betilel, it was in the Mishnah. One, very good, one. And the halacha is like. Oh. So the halacha is like Betilel. Now you say, how come we have two? Because you know what we're doing. Every single Eruv Tavshin, we take two. We don't take two. We take one of each. One baked and one cooked. We don't take two eggs or two fish. And we don't take two chalot. We take one challah or, or a matzah and one egg or one fish. We take one cooked and one baked. So... <clears throat> There is a, an argument in the Rishonim. One says that, as Leon said, you must take one cooked dish and one baked dish. One of each. And that's what we, what we do, actually. And Betilel, Betilel was speaking about cooking. So for cooking, he said, you know, one cooked dish. But he, was, he wasn't speaking about baking. If you want to bake, you need one bake item. So if you want both, you need one cook and one bake. Okay. But there is another opinion who says, who says, no, one cooked item is enough for everything. With that, you can cook and bake and do whatever you want. So now I'm asking you, based on what you know about Eruv Tavshelin, what is Eruv Tavshelin? You know three opinions, Rav Chizda, Hekera, distinction, Rava, Zikaron, reminder, Ravashi, beginning of a process. What would you say? You need one of each or would be enough for anything you want to do one cooked dish? So here's the thing. 
Just a tip. The best way to do it is take one by one. Don't rush. Take one, you know, Rav Chizda, take one and analyze it properly. If you want to take Rava, take Rava, analyze it properly. If you take all three at the same time, your, your, mind, your, your mind just going to go all over the place. It's going to be too hard to really concentrate. Take one by one and analyze it properly and think whether it would make sense to just be enough one or it would make actually perhaps sense to have one of each. Sorry, let me let me uh, let me ask you here. Let's 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 stick on Ravashi here. Very good. Let me ask you. So if I put one cooked dish and then I want to bake on Yom Tov, what would that be considered? Okay, so that's that that's a good question. We'll get to that. But we understand here the Svara that Lev just mentioned is that cooking and baking are completely different. You are using different methods, you are using different kalim. It's a whole different thing. It's a whole different process. And therefore, if you begin cooking symbolically by putting the Eruv Tavshulin before Yom Tov, you can't really apply this to, to baking and vice versa. You begin baking. You begin making bread. And then you, you, you're making an egg. You say, what are you doing? I'm, I'm continuing my cooking. <laughs> What are you continuing, my friend? You're not continuing anything. You're starting a new thing here. You don't have now you're doing now you're doing an egg. According now to uh, Rava, would you need a cooked dish and a baked dish, or one of the two would be enough? Beautiful. According to Rava, if it's a reminder. One cooked dish, or one baked dish. Once you're remembering to set aside, how does the reminder work? The fact that you set aside something, it will remind you that you must set aside food for, for shots. Okay, so, so, it was, so you achieve the purpose. You set aside. What does it matter? You set aside a cooked dish, you set aside a baked dish. It doesn't really matter. Get it? Yeah. Rav Chizda. If let's say Avram Doiv, following your thinking, I'm applying this as one cooked dish. So in other words, and now I'm saying, look, you've applied the gze on, on one cooked dish. Would the person be now, would that be sufficient for the person to distinguish between Yom Tov and Shabbat and Yom Tov and Chol? Indeed, the Rambam, when he describes Rav Chizda, the Rambam end up agreeing with or ruling like Rav Chizda. He calls the Eruv a Heker Vezikaron. He puts them together. Meaning because that distinction is meant to be a reminder. It is meant to remind the person that there is a distinction between Yom Tov to Shabbat and Yom Tov to Chol. How do I achieve this? By saying, look, do you see? I allowed you to cook Yom Tov on Shabbat only because you put an Eruv before. That's the basic way to understand. Or a little bit deeper by saying to him, and look, <laughs> now you can see why you put that Eruv. Because you applied the Gezeira. 
the original Gzera, Yom Tov to Shabbat, it applies on that day. So once you know that there is such a thing, you'll remember that Yom Tov to Chal is not such a simple thing to do it. That would be sufficient. With one dish, cooked or baked, there is no reason why I would need a bigger Hekera for cooking and for baking. Once you get the point, once you get the point that there is normally a prohibition to, to, to prepare something, either cooking or baking, Yom Tov on Shabbat, once you get that point, he won't get to, to transgress Yom Tov Lechol. And therefore, according to Rav Chizda, because it serves as a reminder for that distinction, one dish would be enough, cooked or baked, such as Rava, because at the end of the day, it serves as a reminder to, for a different purpose, to set aside for Shabbos, one would be enough. It is only Rav Ashi, who has got a whole on this different understanding. It's not about remembering anything. It's about just, technically speaking, begin a process before Yom Tov. Here, begin a process, you've got to begin the process. And there is different types of process. It's cooking process and baking process. And therefore, you need one cooked dish and one baked dish. Next week, Bezrat Hashem, we're going to conclude this series by concluding the Gemara. There is one little piece of Gemara which we're going to study together in the text which is going to be a third situation, a third nafkamina, whether I could make an Eruv on Yom Tov. On Yom Tov. Whether that would work according to Rav Chizda, according to Rava, according to Ravashi. And you will see, you can start, this is uh, maybe food for the thoughts, you can start to apply it on your own. You would see that you, you'll see, God willing, that there are different ways to look at it. And we will conclude this entire series by um, explaining also what is the word Eruv means. What is the translation of Eruv? How do we understand? Why is this thing called Eruv Tavshilin? And that too, we will see how it has different meaning. There are different ways to interpret the meaning of that term, and it will depend on the different shittas, on the different opinions of um, Eruv Tavshelen. Mm-hmm.